you can get some an idea of some of the information that the Akashic Records has. Apparently it has all the information ever, so you could get anything from it, but uh, Karen's gonna explain that a little bit further. I'll go on silent. Hi, everybody. Welcome. I am so excited that I got asked to do this because this is a true passion of mine. One of um, the names for the Akashic Records is called the Akashic Library. And for me personally, the library has always been the most magical place on earth. And it's a place where you can go to find information. And I love information. Now, the Akashic Library is a source, like Sierra said, of all information. And by that, I mean all information. And each one of us has the ability and the privilege of going into the Akashic Records to search for information that is important to us. So I want you to remember that everyone can go into the Akashic Library. It's not just for people that have taken classes and learned how to do it and they go online and they sell it to you and on and on and on. It is everybody's privilege to go into the Akashic Records. Some of the things that you can find in the Akashic Records are what I did for Sierra. I went in and, and I checked about all kinds of things pertaining to her soul, where she is at spiritually on her journey. And there's different things you can find out. You can find out, are there blocks keeping me from being my authentic self? And are, am I the victim of heavy programming? And when you find these things out, it's empowering because you can do work to clear these and it can catapult you on your journey through life. It is so good to have this information. Another thing you can find out is like, how much karma do I need to clear in this lifetime? What are my gifts that I have? What is my reason for being here on this planet? Who are my guides? Those are just some of the things that I read for. But you can look for anything. You can look for the foods that are best for your body. You can look for answers for your relationships with your significant other or your family or your situation with your career. Things that are so important to you are there in the record for you to access. But one thing. And this is also very important, is that the Akashic Library is not in any way, shape, or form a place to go to predict the future. Does anybody know why? I can guess, but... Yeah, please do. I want to hear. Well, the uh, future is not written in... Genius. Good job. Yes, the future is not written in there. And when we ask questions in the Akashic Library, we avoid saying things like, will I get this job? Will I fall in love and get married? Because 
those answers are not there. Because like Frank said, the creature is not written, but also we are sovereign creators. We make the future. We generate the future. So questions are more appropriately asked. I am seeking this particular job. What should I do or what can I do to enable myself to achieve success? These are much more empowering questions and you will get better answers. You will get answers that make sense. So when we are in the Kashik Library, we are accessing information that is what I have been told is in the quantum field. And to me, that means it's a higher, higher vibrational frame of reference than where we are right now in our physical bodies, in our physical frame. And this is the key to understanding how to read the records. And we're going to do a little bit of exercise here in a minute to show how we can do that, to give us an idea of how that information comes in. Now, do you guys remember when you were learning to read? We first had language. We learned how to speak. And we understood that the words meant something. Then we learned that there was a thing called the alphabet. And each one of those letters had a sound. And if we put those sounds together on paper, then we could form a word. And when we read, we decode that and we receive information for it. So learning to read the Akashic records is kind of done in those sort of baby steps too. And the way I was taught is we start by learning how to get those little bits of information similar to learning the alphabet. We, we get a little tiny bit at a time and we learn how to put them together and then we can decode them and come up with information. And the Akashic records are read through our heart and decoded by our mind. So there's a filter, there's a filter going through there. And on a real personal level, I have found that if I am in a state where I am upset, angry, worried, or scared, those things keep the information from coming through very clearly. And my messages are difficult to understand or maybe even incorrect. So it's important to be in a state of mind, or if you like to say a higher vibration, in order to receive those signals clearly into our heart. And then our mind isn't blocked by those filters that are there. <laughs> Whether we like it or not, we all have filters because we're human. We have biases, we have opinions, we have belief systems. But to get the truth, we kind of need to bypass that and just go straight in to the truth without all that garbage making it difficult to understand. 
All right. Do you guys want to try a, an exercise about how to access um, our internal information? Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure. Um, all right. My teacher that taught me how to read the Akashic Record started with something very, very basic. And it's something that we have explored time and time again on Midday Mindfulness. It is learning to tune into our bodies. Because the messages that we get are very subtle. They come in feelings. They come in maybe pictures in your mind. Some people get these informa this information through smells, maybe through music, because each of us is um, programmed a little bit differently. We receive things a little bit differently, but we all have the ability to do it. So here's what, here's what we call what we're going to do today. It's called pattern interrupt and tuning in. And the recommended is we try this at least three times during the day. It's a very quick exercise. It only takes a couple minutes at the most. So what you do is, let's just say you're going along, you're thinking to yourself, you know, I'm kind of hungry. I think I'm going to make myself a peanut butter sandwich. And all of a sudden you snap your fingers and you stop. That snap is to get your attention and you stop. Whatever thought was in your mind, that peanut butter sandwich, let it go. And you take a breath, you close your eyes, and you turn your focus into your body. And you breathe. And you tune in to what you are feeling. Just like Sierra said when we were doing our movement. What do you feel? What's your body doing? You're moving this, you're moving that. That's where you want your mind to go. You want to focus what is going on inside your body. And you ask yourself, what emotions am I feeling? So you ask what your body is feeling. You ask what your emotions are or how your heart is feeling. And are you feeling like Sierra said, if you have a sore spot or something like that that's talking to you? Tune into that too, okay? So three things. How do you feel? What are your emotions? And do you have any strong sensations which can be labeled as pain or discomfort? And breathe. All we do is notice. No judgment. We keep everything very neutral. Very, very neutral. We're not changing anything. We're just acknowledging what's going on. You breathe and you're connected to your inner being. That's the connection. And, and your inner being naturally wants to balance. And then maybe something will pop into your mind. Who knows? It may or may not happen. Don't worry about it. And then in your last breath, you relax, let it go, and then go make your peanut butter sandwich. So 
You guys want to try? I can walk you through it. Okay, let's try it. All right, I'm going to snap my fingers. Stop. Close your eyes. Breathe. Turn your focus within. How do you feel? Breathe. What are your emotions? Breathe. What is your body telling you? Are there sensations coming? Just notice you are neutral. Nothing needs to be changed. Simply acknowledge and breathe. You're connecting with your inner being. You are balancing. One last breath. And on your exhale, just let it all go. All done. Super, super simple. It's all about awareness. Does anybody want to share what, what that was like or any comments that you have? I did like uh, doing it without having judgments because, you know, like when I was just practicing, I was thinking about um, before you like had us actually do it, I was kind of doing it along with you and my jaw was really tight. And then I was like thinking about, oh, I need to relax my jaw. And then da, 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 I was like trying to fix myself. And then the second time when we were doing it for real, I was like, okay, I'm just acknowledging this. I'm just seeing what's happening. And then I, I got to move past like that. And I got to see like buzziness in my brain. And it's like, okay, you have a lot of thoughts happening right now. And, and it was just witnessing it, which was different than controlling it. And that was a a new thing for me because I'm always trying to control my physical being. Awesome, Maria. Um, oh, I was, um, when you first started talking about this, I have heard, first of all, I, your, your definition or explanation of what Akashic Records are is a little different than what I heard in the past. But what I've heard in the past, I was already prejudging and I was thinking this is woo-woo stuff. And I, it, it's still my first logical thought from my you know, negative logical brain is, oh, this is a bunch of woo-woo. But the way you kept talking, I kept reminding myself I'm here to learn. And so when you got to the exercise, I was more willing to let go and so when you snapped your fingers i was able to kind of let that thought go and do the exercise i didn't get any message but what i was able to do was to sense generally what was going on with my body sense my emotions and sense the pain i'm feeling in my back and it was and then it was just kind of i was i reached kind of a neutral space so I felt like it was a success for me while I didn't get any particular message or maybe the message I got was I can get into a neutral space, but it, I was happy that I got into that place where my thoughts weren't dominant 
Um, and so maybe that's like what you said, maybe it's kind of a baby step, the first step of being in touch with whatever message might come in. So it was it was pleasant and I was happy I was able to give up and set aside my initial judgment I had. Good job, Jim. Those are the key elements, giving up judgment and just allowing things to be and recognizing them. That is exactly what we are going for. And it is a baby step. Anybody else? I'll share. Can you hear me? Okay, good. Um, I have heard of the Akashic Records before, and it sounds like a lot of it probably, like we get messages from there more than we probably realize. Um, so I guess my question is, when we get downloads, is that where it is coming from typically? And then my other thing is that when I when I experienced it, it's something that I've been wanting to incorporate into my everyday life. It's just breaking my day up and taking time to incorporate my practices because I know when I get up, I'll do all the things. And then once I'm done, I don't like do anything else so like having that time that conscious time where I'm snapping my fingers and doing that process throughout the day I think is going to be very helpful for me so I'm very glad that I was able to make today it lined up perfectly oh I am so grateful for your question that is an excellent question that needs to be asked and needs to be addressed the reason being is that we're accessing the quantum field and there is a ton of information in the quantum field and we can receive it in many ways. I feel that when we have something that's sometimes termed as a download or we receive information spontaneously, those are direct messages from our guides and from our spiritual team and our own personal access to our creator source, which you can, you know, call anything you want. But because we are positively oriented, we have that connection. So those are times when that information can just spontaneously naturally flow into us. The records are basically another portal to access that information where we initiate it, where we are actively going to and seeking for information and what makes this so empowering is that we go there with our guides and we can really move into our personal creative power by doing some of this work for ourselves and when we're there under these circumstances you grow so quickly and your, your spiritual and personal and physical and all kind of growth is just exponentially upgraded. So what a beautiful and excellent question. Thank you for asking that. Thank you.
Any other comments or anything? I'd like to do the exercise just one more time before we close. Sierra, are you okay with that if we do it one more time? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I, I didn't have you on my screen. I got my little tiny phone here, so I can't get everybody on at once. All right, let's do it one more time. And when we do this, um, I would like to extend a challenge that um, we, if you would like to continue with this, commit to doing it at least three times a day for at least one week so that you get into that pattern. And it's in addition to any kind of meditation or yoga or any other spiritual practice that you have. Add this in. All right. So, all right, we're just going along. We're thinking, we're doing our thing. All of a sudden, snap your fingers. Stop. Breathe. Come into the present moment. Focus within. Breathe. How do you feel? Breathe. What emotions are you feeling? What is your body telling you? Continue breathing. Just notice you are neutral. Nothing needs to change. You are simply aware in this moment breathe you are connecting with your inner being you are coming into balance one more breath on your exhale let go There you go. All done. Easy peasy. <laughs> Karen, I wanted to share something else with you that uh, this practice is goes along with something I learned way back uh, in the late 80s. Um, to make a long story short, I developed a lot of problems called TMJ syndrome with the y'all familiar with this joint right up here and I I was gritting my teeth and I wait I'd wake up with my teeth hurting and we tried a lot of conservative stuff and then I went to a um, an orthodontist and he said Jim I your jaws are out of proportion I can't move the teeth far enough to adjust for that you need oral surgery so I had major surgery on my jaw to pull this lower jaw forward and get it in alignment and went through finished that orthodontist wasn't happy with him went to another one finally got him set but I still had a little bit of pain left and the orthodontist told me Jim I think it's just an old habit that people whose teeth aren't in alignment they subtly grind their teeth together to try to you know, make them fit. And he said, I want to send you to a biofeedback therapist. I want her to teach you how to relax. 
and relax your jaw. Well, she wanted me to practice this one relaxation exercise twice a day for 15 minutes. But the other thing she said was, pick some activity that you do many times during the day. And every time you do it, stop and take three long, slow, deep breaths. Because the more you do the 15 minutes, the more that those three deep breaths will kind of get you back into that space. And I'm reminded of that. It's not the snapping the fingers and the thinking part about it, but it was slowing down to take three deep breaths. And that's part of what you're doing right here. And I remember that, boy, I did that 15 minutes stuff twice a day. And, and then when I, I My, I did that activity more than twice a day. I did it several times a day, but just slowing down to take those three deep breaths got me into a, I mean, you're using it kind of a neutral space, or in my case, it was a more relaxed space where I wasn't so uptight. And so it just, it's, it seems more than coincidental to me that that exercise, which I was taught 30 years or more ago seems kind of eerily, not eerily, but it, more than coincidental that, that just the slowing down and breathing has a can have a tremendous impact on. That's, that's uh, absolutely yeah. right, Jim. Absolutely. Thank you for bringing that up because these are timeless techniques. They really are. There's, they're very simple. And it is something that is probably, like you said, very good for pain management as well. So I, I appreciate that comment. Um, so anyway, Sierra, that's, that's my spiel for today. <laughs> Handing it back over. Okie dokie. Well, yeah, yeah, clapping. Curiel's clapping for you, mom. <laughs> thank right. you thanks cool well i don't i don't know i did want to hear about my akashic reading a little bit do you have a moment for that you guys don't have to stay you want me to spill the goods yeah yeah i okay. kind of forgot all right and welcome well, willie thanks for coming hey willie um all right just and this is something that is what I love about these readings is that it really gets down to the heart of where our behaviors come from and why we do the things we do, because we're looking at your soul. For instance, when I went in to look at Sierra's, I wanted, I had to get access. I had to have permission because I was looking for somebody else's information, which is different than looking for your own information. When you go into the records, you can get anything you want about yourself. If you want somebody else or if somebody else asks you to look for their stuff, you need permission, not just from the person. You need it from the Akashic Record Guides who watch that library like nobody gets in if they're not allowed in there. If you're not in there for purposes that are 100% beneficial, you get nothing, nothing. So I had to get access. From my guides, I was able to locate her record. They showed it to me, and I was able to start asking questions. 
I look to see if she is one soul in one body. I look to see if there were any truth blocks. You know, was she covering up her soul with mirrors? Was she protecting herself with a shell? Was she um, programmed with so many of the programs that we we get taught in this life that are negative programs, ones that really affect our self-esteem and so on. I look to make sure she's a positive soul and not negatively oriented, which is huge. And Sierra was, she, she had nothing. She was perfect. <laughs> and to this day, I don't know, she may be the only one I've gone in there where I've everything was good. She didn't have to do any homework. For instance, if you, if I find or see that you are covering yourself with a mirror, I will give you homework so that you can clear this on your own. So you can be your authentic self. Sierra has no problem being her authentic self. What you see is what you get. And her record said that. So when I go in, I do a clearing so I can lift that veil a little bit and see, you know, what you're trying to hide. And you've given me permission to do it so I, I can look. Now, if your soul <laughs> says, uh-uh, you can't look, I can't look. If your 3D body says yes and your soul says no, your soul is the final word. Just saying. All right. I look also to see what your superpowers are. We have gifts that are in our soul. Some of us, I'll give you, there's seven. There's unity, creation, harmony, love, communication, truth, and power. Do you remember what you are, Sierra? Communication, and I don't remember. Yes, you are communication. Most definitely. There's a little bit of truth and a little bit of power. You have a three-way trifecta of powers, which is which is amazing. Uh, most people have one primary one and one secondary one. And I've even read for people that they're not even on this list. They got their own superpower they've been working on. Um, and then, of course, I, I, I won't take up too much more time, but I look at things like how strongly connected are you to our creator source, your God spark? How how closely is are you? And I look at a percentage. Um, sometimes through our personal choices, we can start chopping away at that umbilical cord that we have to source. If we are doing things that are hurtful to other people or making choices that cause pain in this world that starts to chop away at that sierra was 100 no damage not any damage whatsoever i also look to see where um where you are in your manifesting power how well can you take what's in your mind and make it into something real on this planet her manifesting power came in at about 45 percent i look at your karma Where's your karma? How much, how much do you have to resolve in this lifetime? And Sierra came in at 2%, which is really low. <laughs> she, normally, we, most of us carry, you know, some between 25 to 35% karma. That's very normal, very normal. Um, 
we look at her reason for incarnating. And this is beautiful. Um, she, her reasons were to bring love specifically to the family. And she does have a special mission, which I didn't receive any information on that at that time, what that special mission is. She has four spirit guides and she's got a whole pack of spirit animals. She has a dolphin, a lion, a peacock, a weasel, and a whale, which is kind of neat. So that's just a really, really, really tip top bit of the iceberg of what we got on Sierra. Just saying. Is that good, Sierra? Yeah, thanks. Well, I, I have to say, <laughs> my, <laughs> my doubtful mind wants to say to you, Karen, that when you started out and you're doing the reading on Sierra, you said that she came in perfect. There's a part of me that said, gee, I wonder if Ma, if the fact that you're her mom influenced that at all. <laughs> Um, no, no, it did not influence me at all because my other children did not come in that way. Uh-uh. I don't know if okay. Jim still here, but I can vouch for that. Jim, okay. I'm not perfect. All right. Now I am not here. even close. <laughs> I got to it. have like basically an exorcism over here. So uh Sierra, <laughs> Sierra can have that. <laughs> okay. I'm, you saw me smiling when I was saying that. It just, there's, you all know that, because you, the four of you have been around me a lot, that there is a part of me that is impish. At least I think it's impish. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. I could not resist saying that because, to you know, it's natural for a parent to want to think their child is perfect. Yeah. Although I will I just say got this, lucky and had one. What's what's the odds? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I, I'm just kidding. I, I get seriously, it. seriously, that is extremely, extremely, extremely rare. And um, okay. no, no, the, the other kids didn't. Aren't no. Sorry, sorry. Okay, I, 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 I'm I'm saying <laughs> that just to, to to try to give us a little levity today and. And I will say this, that apparently you did the reading after she'd gone through her teenage years. And so normally parents give up the idea that their kids are perfect after they go through their teenage years. So I will give you credit that, okay, that, that may have been true, especially with uh, Curiel's uh, testimony that she didn't come in the same way. <laughs> anyway, I'll yeah, stop. I was with... perfect. I've been perfect my whole life. I don't know. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, no. Now, oh, Jim, that is also not true. Yeah. If I'm the fact checker here, that is also not true. Well, yeah, and, and uh, Karen, you may want to do the rereading and seek that truth power she has. It's still as strong as it was. You think we need to do a redo, huh? <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, Sierra, I'm all done. Oh, I do have one question for Curiel. Uh, Curiel said one of her superpowers or your superpower is creation. How has how do you relate with that in your daily? I do have a strong desire to create things. Um, and I have had that message told to me uh, multiple times in different uh, modalities, spiritual realms, different classes, things that I've done. So I, I it resonate. 
And I wanted to say that one thing that resonated with me um, when mom first told me was that one of my spirit animals is a weasel. And I was like, that really does make sense. Like, how, like, I really resonated with that. And then it didn't make as much sense to like Carrie when she heard that, because like her connotations with weasel are like a little bit like, I don't know, not amazing. But, um, but I was like, yeah, I do just like, like get into places and whatnot and like, I'm flexible. So that was cool. I think um, another thing that I resonated with was that my superpower is communication. And um, oh, there was another thing you said that you didn't say this time that um, something about like how, I, I don't know, the way that I interpreted it, it was like how superficial I am or like how, and it was like really superficial. <laughs> and that was news to me. And then I was like, uh, what is that? Well, the word wasn't superficial. It was like how I like, I'm like super into imagery or whatever. I'm like. That might, I also look at your special psychic abilities and your soul mastery, which are um, our gifts that you have on the soul level. And um, you, you had um, some interesting psychic abilities, uh, but I don't see anything here that I could, translate into being superficial um nothing that i can wait maybe i would like to add in there that our thinking minds do try to downplay and do try to rationalize and try to make sense of things that sometimes belong in the spiritual realm and sometimes just accepting you as a beautiful great being feels overwhelming so our brains try to insert different words or different ways to process that information so one good thing to do is to be in that neutral space and just accept i am i have a superpower because those types of things um people may say that's bragging or boastful or egoful or things but really we're all very magical amazing beings and especially when you do hear your akashic record it is your true essence your true being so just sit with that in a neutral place and just accept it and then let that information come because we will our brains do try to convince us that we are not some super, super, super amazing magical being when we are. Got it. And uh, Karen, I have a question for you too. When you identify superpowers, does that necessarily mean that the person at the moment that you do that reading on them, that they may be manifesting that superpower? Oh my gosh. Yes, Jim, that's super important. What I did not do yet on Sears because I had not learned how to do it yet is that we have it on our soul. So what are we doing in our 3D bodies? How closely are we aligned with that superpower? And that is exactly true. There are circumstances that keep us in this life from 100% aligning with those, with those superpowers. Um, because of trauma, because of abuse, because of life circumstances, who knows, there's, there's 
endless possibilities why we may not be aligned. So now that I know how to do this, I can go into her record again and I can look for a percentage of how closely she is aligned with her ability to communicate. And when one knows that, if there's a discrepancy, let's say she's at 75% of alignment, then she can work to gain and work on that 25% to complete being 100% aligned. Again, another excellent question. I'm glad you asked that. Well, the reason I ask it is if you remember when we were doing the chakra stuff, I'm going to share something, Sierra, that I think is okay with you that you shared. Or is it okay that I share one thing that you said uh, last week? When we did the chakras, those of you that may or may not be familiar with the chakras, one of them is the throat chakra. And Sierra said that she felt like that she needed to work on her throat chakra because it wasn't, it, she, I think the word you used, it was like it was, it was the, a baby chakra kind of. And so when you, it just dawned on me a minute ago when you said that her superpower was communication and yet Sierra said she needed to work on her throat chakra. That's what led to the question. And so that's a, that's a really good example. So if you get your, your information from your Akashic and all of a sudden you're going, hey, wait a second, that's not a strength of mine. That's actually a weakness. Well, there's an opportunity for growth. So yes, absolutely. There can be a need for better alignment. And you can get that information in your uh, records too. It's like, what can I do to improve this? How can I be in better alignment? All that information is there. It's all for you to be the best person, best soul you can be. And it has helped me be a better soul, like, or at least more confident, like knowing that my special mission or one, I don't know my special mission, but that my mission is to like bring love to our family. It's like pretty justifying because a lot of my actions are geared toward that already. And it's like, yay. Um, like it gave me more confidence in like one of my things that I already do. 